Hello everybody and welcome back to Straight Outta Klein 2.0 with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Tarl, who by the time this comes out will be in beautiful, sunny and absolutely roasting Manchester, England, because if Manchester is known for anything, it's known for its fantastic weather. And of course I joke. But yes, by the time this comes out, I will be over in the UK. Uh, at the time of recording, I am just over, just under, I should say, 24 hours away from going to Old Trafford to see Manchester United play against West Ham United in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And of course, I am just two days, I'd think about that, removed from Manchester United's successful victory in the Carabao Cup final against Newcastle United and oh my god was I bloody emotional afterwards. Casemiro and Marcus Rashford of course getting the two goals and a 2-0 win and Manchester United win their first trophy in almost six years. The drought is over and isn't it crazy that in 1999 when we beat Newcastle 2-0 in the FA Cup final en route to winning the treble the goal scorers were number 10 Teddy Sheringham and number 18 Paul Scholes. And now in 2023, when we beat Newcastle in the League Cup final, the goal scorers were number 10, Marcus Rashford, and number 18, Casemiro. That is insane. That in both games, they bought in 2-0, and it's in both games, it's the number 10 and the number 18. Absolutely unbelievable. And hopefully, by the time this comes out, Manchester United will have qualified for the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So if they have, get in. If not, fuck off. Also, I am recording this on my birthday. Now, by the time this comes out, it will be past my birthday, so, you know, belated birthday wishes will still be accepted. But no, in all seriousness, uh, this is being recorded on the 28th of February. And yes, I turned 25 years old today at the time of recording. Isn't that mad? A quarter century. I bloody feel old, even though I know that that's a bit of a stupid thing to say because 25 years old is indeed not old at all but still you get the point it's just like i i can vividly remember my 15th birthday i remember that day really really well and like the fact now that i'm like jesus christ that was 10 years ago like that's fucking mental i have like a vague memory of my fifth birthday very vague but i have some memory of it and it's mental because i heard someone say recently like you don't remember all your birthdays which technically is true i don't remember my first second third don't even think i remember my fourth birthday but I remember that every birthday, I would say, from the age of 9 or 10 onwards, I have some sort of memory in relation to that day, if that makes sense. I think that I do remember most of them, but uh, yeah, today, to be honest with you, today was, it was a nice day, but it was just a nice, normal day. I didn't make too much of a fuss about it. Um, you know, obviously spent the day with the family, had some... Uh, had some lovely takeaway, had some lovely cake, and it was great. It was great, nice and normal, but nothing overly extravagant. And I was only thinking about that recently. Like, I've only ever had one huge birthday bash, and that was for my 18th, which was uh, really weird now looking back. I mean, that was seven years ago, and that was a very different time in my life. That was just before I finished my leaving cert. And I don't think anybody there that night, apart from family, I don't think I speak to any of them anymore. And that just goes to show how much life can change in such a... I was going to say in a short amount of time, but as I say, seven years. So it's not that... You know, it wasn't that recent. It feels more recent in my head, but it was quite a long time ago. But yeah, that's that's what that is. That's what that is. That's That didn't even make sense what I just said. I, you can tell, lads, this is a very thrown-together episode. That was actually the next point I was leading on to. Originally, I was going to bring all the equipment with me over to Manchester and get an episode recorded. But then I was just like, I actually don't think I'm going to have time. 
I'm going to the game, as I said, on Wednesday, which obviously would have happened by now. Thursday is a day where I'm just going to be going around the city and, you know, taking in the sights and getting some presents and stuff for uh, for my family, especially my siblings and my nephews. Uh, then on Friday, I'll be doing the stadium tour and I have a very early flight on Saturday. So I was just like, I just don't think I'm going to have the time. I'm kind of nervous. This is the first time I'm flying somewhere on my own. Like, I don't have any travel companion. So... That's something that I can already tell is there's something something's gonna go wrong, but I'm just not at the time of recording I'm not too sure what it is yet, but hey all the more reason to tune in next week so I can tell you all what uh, went wrong Of course as well this past weekend. I was at Bellator 291 in the three arena in Dublin It was a fun day out. It really was myself Adam and Alex Alex obviously has been on the show a few times We had a, a really good time um, the three of us together. We had a ball However, I would say it was not the strongest fight card any of us had ever seen, which is a shame because it was really, really being built up to be this mega night. And, you know, from what I'd seen from Bellator shows in Dublin previously, they seemed like a lot of fun. Um, I don't think this one quite lived up to the hype, unfortunately. I mean, the main event was was, was pretty decent. Um, Peter Queeley, to be fair to him, in, in, I think it was just before the co-main, you know, he, he was the one fighter that night who I felt like actually tried to, he tried to win. There was a lot of other fighters who I felt like they just did their best not to lose. It was definitely a bit of a different crowd to what I'm used to. It wasn't exactly the most uh, family-friendly crowd, let's just say. Uh, obviously, there was a, let's just say it was a bit more of a rough crowd. And I think if I could really criticise the event, I think there was probably too many Irish fighters. I think that... Of course, when you have a show in Ireland, especially a pay-per-view, like, of course, you're going to want to have some Irish talent on there. But, like, every fight had either an Irish or an SBG fighter in 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 each fight. And it was just a bit like, eh, you know what? Like, maybe could have done with a few more, like, you know, maybe not as many fights with... I think it's different, like, when, like, UFC, for example, last year, they did that fight night in London, the first one, which Paddy Pimblett fought on, Molly McCann, Tom Aspinall, because they were all well-established names at that point. Whereas, I think with Bellator, a lot of the fighters, like, Sinead Kavanaugh, obviously, is well-known, Peter Queeley, as I say, uh, Kieran Clark is starting to make a name for himself, uh, who else? Uh, Pedro Carvalho, I think was his name. He's Portuguese, but he fights out of SBG. Like, yeah, like, you know, some of these guys are somewhat well-known, but I feel like we needed a few more names. I mean, Yol Romero fought on the last Bellator card before Saturday. So, you know, it was a great day out, but the fights, the fights weren't amazing. It, there's definitely been better fights, uh, fight cards um, in, in, in more recent times, even in Bellator and even in Dublin. But there was a very cool moment. Uh, I did get to meet... Uh, MMA and BJJ icon Hoist Gracie and also the number two ranked middleweight in Bellator Fabian Edwards who is of course the brother of UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards who I'll be going to see fight live again in a few weeks at UFC 286 in the O2 in London so that'll be my second time traveling on my own which will be fun and uh, first time properly being in like the main part of London, which I'm quite excited about. Um, yeah, no, that was really cool. Obviously, I started doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu back in January, so that was a, a really cool moment to get to, to meet, like pretty much the godfather of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I mean, that man literally brought Jiu-Jitsu to the UFC and introduced North America to that martial art. 
and obviously he competed in the very first UFC and, and won the very first UFC. So that was that was really, really cool. A bit brief, of course, uh, but it was really cool. And he actually signed a Guy, uh, Guy Belt, I should say, for um, uh, my nephew Eli, which was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that was my weekend away. So really, really uh, fun times, but the fights, the fights could have been better. But look, whatever, it was, it was something different for a day out. But yeah, I'm really, really excited about... Uh, the trip to Manchester. It's going to be weird because by the time this comes out, all of you and all of you, all of you who are listening to this, I will actually it'll be actually be my last day in Manchester when this comes out. But we've got an exciting weekend of fights coming up as well this weekend. John Jones, of course, returns to the UFC after a three-year absence, stepping up to heavyweight, competing for the heavyweight title against Cyril Gann, who last time out when he fought for the world title uh, came up short against Francis Ngannou, who has since departed the UFC. In uh, some incredible circumstances, so that should be an interesting fight. I would love to see Cyril Gann win, right? I'm not going to lie, I was never the biggest John Jones fan. Uh, he's, you know, he's obviously had his trouble outside the octagon, but even just regardless of that, I just was, I just couldn't click with him. Like, for me, GSP is the GOAT, and people would say, oh, you're only saying that because, you know, you love Montreal, and he's obviously one of Montreal's... Uh, you know, heroes, but no, I just, I, he's just someone I always preferred watching fighting, and I just think he's a more likable character, but I was just never the biggest John Jones fan, so I think it would be pretty cool to see Cyril Gann win, I do think uh, it would cause a bit of a, a shake-up in the UFC universe, I think it would be something that not a lot of people are expecting, but with that said, I think I am expecting John Jones to win, and, uh, yeah, let's actually have a look. I'm not actually entirely sure what other fights are on that card. Honestly, I've been so busy, I haven't even really had a chance to check it. But let's have a look here now. So I think it's UFC 284, I want to say. Or 285. Sorry, 285. Of course, or 286 is only a few weeks later. I should know that. Oh, yeah, Valentina Shevchenko against Alexa Grasso. Of course, I completely forgot about that. We have Jeff Neal against Shavkat Rachmanov. Uh, Gamrod versus Turner, Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. So yeah, there's some good fights, some really, really good fights, and it works out really well for me because I will be traveling back from Manchester early that morning. Uh, so when I get back here, I'll be absolutely knackered. So I'll just be, to be honest with you, the only thing I'll be looking to do is fucking sleep. And then by the time I'm awake, it'll probably nearly be time for UFC. So I'll be quite awake by the time it comes on, which is great. And then I'll be at the next UFC show, which is pretty, pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's. That's all the crack in the fight world. It's really, really cool. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at my birthday card that my siblings got me. It's just mental, like, when I when I look now. Like, I remember, you know, I was on about my birthday ten years ago. And my brother Sean wasn't even born then. Keris was one and a half years old. And it's just mental now that, you know, they're writing birthday cards for me. And life can be, life can be pretty weird, when you know, when you think about it. But pretty cool as well at the same time. And the fact that I'll be bringing Keris and Sean to their first live WWE show in June in the arena I have been going to since I was a child the 3 arena formerly known as the O2 arena and the Point Theatre yes I was I was there when it was the Point Theatre back in the day that was uh, the first time was in 2006 and then I was there again in 2007 and then the first time I was there as the O2 was 2009 and the first time as the 3 arena was in 2014 and of course it's been the 3 arena since then which is cool when you think about it uh, but yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing for that. So many things to look forward to this year. There really is. 
Uh, I'm I'm really happy with that. That I've just been keeping really really busy. You know, as I say, I've got the jujitsu classes three times a week. Obviously, I'm still doing this podcast. Uh, working on a short film at the moment, which uh, is is going really well, and that's a really exciting thing that I'm looking forward to being able to share more about. Hopefully soon. Uh, obviously, these things uh, are a process and they take a while, but it is quite exciting to think that uh, that we've got something going. I am hoping to start streaming again soon because I do miss it and. Uh, the acting lessons I was doing every week, uh, that's now cleared up for me. And obviously I am working on the short film, but I'm hoping that maybe I'll be able to squeeze in a few more um, live streams over on YouTube for FIFA career mode. And I think I will go back to the Create a Club career mode. I think that that was the one that uh, that did the... like Of all the times I've attempted to stream a series, that was the one that did so well. And I remember taking like a month break in that series and we still ended up finishing it. So I think that says it all about how well uh, that went. So hopefully we'll be able to um, to get that done soon. But uh, watch the space in relation to that. Is there any other news in the world of Joseph Dylan Terrell? Obviously, RCW have released uh, the schedule for the rest of the year. I would be a busy boy refereeing those shows, but looking forward to each and every one of them. I feel like this will be my first year, really, as like a full-time ref of a promotion and that's something that's quite exciting uh, obviously we've got the show coming up on good friday that's just what jesus said sir which you know once again a great name um rcw have had so many you know we've only had two shows but they've both had great names and phoenix was renowned for having great names for for their shows so um i'm looking forward to that so get your tickets for that if you haven't already in the keynote once again on good friday should be a lot of fun and i think that's what's fun about things like RCW is that you don't necessarily have to be a fan of week to week WWE or AEW to come to the show and enjoy it. You know, I think that anyone can turn up and have a good time. And it was funny actually, because at the last show, I remember looking out in the crowd and I noticed a few new faces and there was one guy, I'm not going to mention him, but he was in my primary school. He was the year below me. And I look, I was looking at him like, Jesus Christ. Like I remember watching and talking about wrestling with him. And now here he is at a show that I'm refereeing. Like, that's pretty fucking crazy. Um, I'm going to give away his first name. Fuck it. He might stumble across this. His name is Callum. So, it's kind of weird. Because also, I remember him one time mocking me for liking wrestling when I was like 14 or 15. And it's like, Jesus Christ, how the tables have turned on you, pal. We used to watch wrestling together and talk about it when we were like, you know, seven or eight years old. Then when I was a teenager... And I kept watching it and you stopped watching it. You took the piss out of me for it. And now here we are 10 years later when I'm 24, nearly 25. And you've paid to watch a show that I was performing on. Interesting how that works out. Obviously, the coolest part of that show was obviously my siblings and my mother being there. That was obviously the best part. But uh, yeah, that was that was just something that I thought was quite interesting. Um, yeah, don't let anyone mock you for your interests, folks. That That's something that uh, you sh- everyone should keep in mind. So because I feel like I'm under pressure to keep these episodes at a fairly, you know, at a fairly decent length, um, not too long, not too short, I think I'm just going to get ChatGPT up and I'm going to get it to ask me some questions because really, lads, I I really didn't know when I was going to get a chance to record, or not that, not that I didn't know when I was going to get a chance, but I didn't know whether I was going to record this episode before I went over to Manchester or whether I was going to do it afterwards. So let's uh, let's see what ChatGPT can uh, can come up with here. Sorry, it wasn't loading there for a second. Yeah, like this this thing has like changed like my life, ChatGPT. It's fucking, it's so much fun. It is actually so, I just wish, you know what? I wish I had it when I was in college. I feel like this would have completely eliminated so much stress. And apparently from what I've heard, 
people are using ChatGPT to write their uh, their articles, and there's no way of tracing it. So like you can get away with it. I said I just said articles, assignments is what I meant to say. But there's no way of people being able to trace it. So everything that you cite from ChatGPT, like it's completely. You can get away with it, so keep that in mind. As Eddie Guerrero said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Maybe kids shouldn't listen to that, but you know, you know what I mean. Everyone else of a certain age, you can, you can, you can take on that advice. You're, you're grown up enough that you can uh, make your own decisions. Okay, so one question here has really stood out for me because I had to pause there for a second because I felt like it was just asking me the same questions it's asked me like the last three or four times I've done it. But one was, what is one of your biggest pet peeves? And it was something that I just felt like I had to mention on here. And it's something that uh, I've experienced quite a bit. But it it never fails to just get under my skin. Each and every time it happens as I nearly bring up my fucking dinner there. And my birthday cake. Oh god. But it's people who just feel like they have to always be right. It's people who can just never concede that... They're wrong about something. I'm not going to mention any names here now, obviously. But there is someone who all I'm willing to say now is... If there's someone who I get who I have to see quite regularly during the week who does this all the time. Right? Who, no matter what I say to him... And I'm just going to say it. Normally it's about wrestling. No matter what I say to him about wrestling, he always tries to talk to me like he knows a little bit more. Now keep in mind, I am a lifelong professional wrestling fan who is now involved in the business, and this person is someone who has, at most, a passing interest in it. They see a few things online about it. They might see something on TikTok, but that's the extent of how they watch it. They would have watched it a bit when they were younger, but they're not exactly a wrestling fan, I would say. A bit of a a casual fan, at most, with a passing interest. But this started with the Royal Rumble, which was obviously uh, nearly two months ago, or just over a month ago now. And The Undertaker is obviously someone who I idolize. He's my all-time favorite wrestler. I have a symbol tattooed onto my right calf. I cannot put into words how much that man means to me, and especially the character of The Undertaker. Like, you know, Mark Calloway seems like an awesome human being, but it's the character of The Undertaker that I've gravitated towards. And obviously, he's one of my biggest influences in the professional wrestling industry. And The Undertaker retired two and a bit years ago. And we all know, anyone who saw him towards the end, the man couldn't go, and by his own admission, he couldn't go the way he used to be able to go. He had slowed down a lot. Obviously, he's had nearly every injury under the sun. Probably, when you think about it, every injury under the sun. You know, like, I don't think there's one part of that man's body that he hasn't injured and hasn't had surgery on. Like, he has had from eye injuries to neck injuries, back, knee, foot, wrist, nose... You know, he's had every type of injury and he can barely move. And the man is 58 years old. So as much as the Royal Rumble can be exciting in terms of what surprises might be coming up, The Undertaker is one that I could rule out with 100% confidence. But I had this guy being like, no, man, this is a WWE show. You can't say it won't happen. And I said, yes, I can. Because he's 58 years old, as I mentioned, can barely move. The only way he's not getting thrown over the top rope, which is how you eliminate someone in the Royal Rumble, is if he wins it, and he's not going to win it because he's not coming back. And I said to this person, because this was a week before Raw's 30th anniversary, he will be on Raw next week, The Undertaker, because 
it's Raw's 30th anniversary and he's making a guest appearance, just like Kurt Angle was, just like DX were, just like every legend who turned up that night was. These weren't returns, they were just one-off appearances to commemorate Raw's 30th anniversary. And then, that Raw arrived, that Monday arrived, I should say, and Raw happened and The Undertaker was there. And the only surprise that night was that The Undertaker came out as the American Badass. He didn't come out as the dead man, he came out as... The American Badass to the American Badass theme song by Kid Rock. And it was really, really cool. However, as cool as this was, it was very clear The Undertaker was struggling to move. And that he was out of shape. And look, whatever. The man's in his 50s, nearly in his 60s. He's retired. He made his money. He paid his dues. Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. If he's a bit out of shape, good on him. Enjoy your life. You know what I mean? You're not having to keep fit to wrestle in a 20 by 20 ring you know, at once, or, you know, two or three times a year anymore at your age, you can enjoy your retirement, you know, like, you, you, you've uh, you've served your time. And this person messaged me on Instagram afterwards, because I shared um, the the video of the Undertaker, Undertaker coming out on his bike, and I'll actually get up the exact message this person sent me, because it really fucking winded me up. So he said... And you said he wouldn't be back not two days ago. Ha 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 ha. And I said, if you actually listened to what I said, I said he wouldn't be in the Royal Rumble match, which is this Saturday, and I guarantee he won't be. And it really fucking winded me up because I was like, not only did I not say that he wasn't going to be on that episode of... Or not only did I say he was going to be on that episode of Raw, I didn't say that... let me try that again. I'm getting I'm actually getting flustered now as I'm talking. Not only did I say he wasn't going to be in the Royal Rumble match, I already said he was going to be on that episode of Raw doing a one-off appearance. I never said he wasn't going to be on Raw, and that episode that that appearance on Raw wasn't a return. It was a one-off appearance. The man hasn't turned up since. He does his one-man show at pay-per-views, the uh the kind of stand-up routine, not stand-up comedy, but you know what I mean, the stand-up um interview that Undertaker does called the One Dead Man Show. He did one in Cardiff when I was over there. He's done one, I think he did one in Montreal. He did one, uh, I believe, in San Antonio for the Royal Rumble. Like, he does them for major pay-per-views. Uh, like, he, he does that, but he's not, he wasn't coming back to wrestle. And I said that, and then this person said, anything can happen, man. Wouldn't it be fucking awesome, though? And I said, since he can barely move and throwing him over the top rope might kill him, I would say it would be an accident waiting to happen. I rule out very little in wrestling, but this is one I will rule out with one billion percent conviction. And I think I meant confidence, but you get the point. Like, but it was just getting on my nerves so much that this person just couldn't admit they were wrong to the point where they altered what I said to make it seem like that they were right. And then I spoke to this person a couple of days after Sami Zayn wrestled Roman Reigns in one of the most highly anticipated main events in recent memory a couple of weeks ago in Montreal for WWE Elimination Chamber. And two days after this match, the same person said to me, hey, what's going on with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns? Is Sami Zayn after calling him out? And I was like, they literally wrestled two days ago in one of the most highly anticipated matches in the last 12 months. And you're there trying to tell me oh, no, anything can happen, and like, no, no, you can't say that. I can, because I actually watched the fucking product. You don't. You didn't even know that one of the most highly anticipated matches of the year just happened two days ago. You're asking me, oh, has he called him out? And it's just stuff like that really gets to me. It really fucking gets to me, because it's like, 
like I had a family member who I don't really talk to anymore. He used to do the exact same thing. I remember when Cristiano Ronaldo was going back to Manchester United and this family member came up to me and he was like, I was on Tomasi there, no. He was saying, don't get too excited, no, just yet. There'll be a few clubs in for him. Oh yes, because I'm sure your friend Mossy has all the behind-the-scenes scoop on what Cristiano Ronaldo is doing with his fucking career. And this is after Fabrizio Romano, who every time he gives the here we go, you know a transfer is happening. He'd already given the here we go. And this fucking clown then is coming up to me saying, oh, but Mossy said, no, there's a few clubs in from." It's just people who just want you to think that they know just a little bit more than you do. You know what I mean? And like another thing I suppose that goes hand in hand with this, because the person who I was talking about earlier, they have this habit as well of one minute talking down to me, like, you know, almost like they're my boss in a way. But then two minutes later, they're talking to me like they're my best friend in the whole world. And it's like, dude, you're either one or the other. And, you know, first of all, you're not my boss. And second of all, if you're going to talk to me like that, don't act like you're my fucking friend two minutes later. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just people who just can't seem to decide what they want. Or they, they want the best of both worlds. And then when you kind of go, no, fuck that. I, uh, you know, it's, when you're like, fuck that, they're like, oh, shit, I, I, uh, I, I better fucking, I, I better start being nice and know so that, so that they're all right with me. And it's just like, no, dude, like fucking either be just just be nice like it's not that fucking hard to be nice it just really gets on my nerves and like I just when I saw pet peeves I was like fucking I have to talk about this a bit another pet peeve I have is people who like get angry at you for just not even having a different opinion just for example if you like a different type of food to someone and then like this person seems to take it as like a huge insult. And yeah, I feel like I am referencing the same person in all of this. And this is just my way of venting. Because I'm like, fuck it, this is my show. And I talk about what the fuck I want to talk about on here. And if you don't like it, well, you know, listen, listen to some other podcast or cry and moan about it. I don't care. But um, yeah, it's, or, like, you know, like someone, someone said to me before when I was talking about my PS5. I, this was only like a month or two after I got the PS5. They're like, no, nah, man, you need to sell it and get a deadly PC. I was like, no, no, I don't actually. I don't need to sell the PS5, which I spent enough fucking money on to buy something that I don't really want to get. I'm all for getting a deadly PC, but not necessarily for gaming, more for like stuff like this, recording, for YouTube, for podcasting. But then, like this, he kept going on a fucking rant. It is a he, that's about as much as I'm willing to give away right now. He was going on this fucking rant then. But like, oh no, because I have this PC and it does all this and this, this, this and this. And this same person as well. I don't give a shit. This is, oh my God, I really want to name the person, but I can't. This same person as well, actually. When Call Call of Duty, apparently. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the most recent one came out. I've never been a big Call of Duty fan. I was never a huge fan of it. I remember playing Black Ops a little bit, like 10 years ago. And I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of fun or whatever. But I never like owned or bought it myself. I played it a little bit with one of my uncles. And then I played it a little bit with Alex. And then like I just got bored of it and just moved on. Because even before that, I was never a big Call of Duty fan. The one thing I will say is the multiplayer menu music from... I think it's Black Ops 2 is fucking unbelievable. Go check that out if you haven't heard it already. It's very cool, very intense. And uh, I, I, that's the one thing I will give it. It's that the, the soundtrack is brilliant. But... This guy was going like, oh no man, you should definitely get it, like you'd have so much fun with it. And I was like, no, like I'm not a Call of Duty fan, I'm not spending nearly a fucking hundred quid, if not more than a hundred quid, to play a game once or twice, 
and then get bored of it and never touch it again. Like, I'd rather put my money, my money towards something that I'm going to enjoy. And then Christmas Day, I put up a story of Karis and Sean, my brother and sister. Uh, they were going, obviously, I got them the um, their wrestling merch, and it was just after they found out I was bringing them to their first WWE show. And I was putting up a story saying, like, oh, yeah, they, they can't wait for that. And in the background, my brother Sean had Modern Warfare 2 on because he was playing it. And this person texts me, being like, I, I think the real question here is, uh, who- who's playing uh, Modern Warfare 2 in the background? And I was like, well, not me anyway. He was like, oh, shit, you should. And then I just lost it again and was like, I'm not paying X amount of money for a game I'm barely going to touch. And he's like, oh, that's fair, man. I was like, oh, yeah, it is now. All of a sudden, it's fair. But then a few weeks ago when I kept telling you this, it wasn't fair. And it's just like, you know, people, I don't know, it's just people who feel the need to have to tell you what to do all the time. I could, I could literally make an, a, like an episode completely based off pet peeves. And it would all probably revolve around this one person who I've bitched and moaned about here non-stop without mentioning their name. But I guarantee, guarantee that if they hear this, they'll know exactly who they are. And you know what? Good on you. Good on you if you worked it out. Because uh, maybe then you'll stop doing these things that you're doing that really fucking annoy me. Anyways, uh, yeah, lads, to be honest, I feel like that's that's everything I have to say here. Uh, Chat GPT, to be honest, the other suggestions it gave me weren't great. I mean, if I just get up my phone here. Yeah, like some of the questions. I tried to get like some creative questions for it to ask me or some, you know, fun ones. But they were all a bit shite. A bit shite, to be honest. But anyways, I'll let you all go now, lads. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Straight Outta Cloyne. Alex will be on here next week. I promise you that. It's just been almost impossible to find the time to... Uh, to do like to you know for the two of us to come together and and record recently it just it's been really really difficult and uh obviously I'm away this week and last week just the schedules weren't working out but next week we will find the time to do it so until then I will look forward to recording that episode and you can all enjoy this classic wrestling promo and yeah uh, I completely forgot how to do an outro there I'm not gonna lie hope you all enjoyed looking forward to that episode next week and I'll talk to you all later but this is Tonight, it's about something special. Tonight ain't about some two-minute rap because everybody knows that Cleveland rocks. It's gonna be good. Warden threw a party and he spent some bucks. Didn't invite Cena cause he totally sucks. Cena started rapping, it all went south. Know your road jabroni and shut your mouth. Let's rock. To everybody, let's rock. Cena's got a menstrual clock. But we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks. Oh, it's going on, here we go. Little fruity pebble 
from Newberry, Mass. Rock will take his boot and shove it up his ass. Bet you're all happy you're listening to me and not some goofy Eminem wannabe. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Ain't no balls down at Cena's jock. But we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks. The Rock's got the inside scoop from um, John Cena's doctor. He visited the doctor last week. Kind of goes like this. Little Johnny Cena went to the dock. Rock punched his jaw and the pain wouldn't stop. Doc said, Cena, you know I'm a fan. But please stop begging for that rectal exam. Let's rock. <laughs> Let's rock Cena close up that smock But we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks <laughs> Alright, alright, alright Let the Rock ask you You wanna hear a little gossip? Rock's got some gossip It's a true story About Cena and Eve This is true. This, this is what happened. This is what you didn't see on Raw. But The Rock saw it. Rock saw Cena making out with Eve. Grabbing on her thigh, tugging on her weave. Cena was having the time of his life. I guess he didn't tell her that he's got a wife. Let's rock. Everybody. Let's rock Divorce lawyers right up the block But we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks Yeah, I guess it slipped his mind While he was slipping in the tongue I got a little ditty About the day John Cena was born True story. These are all true stories. <laughs> April 23rd, 1977. The doctor shouted, send that baby back to heaven. Sorry, Mama Cena, but check these charts. Little baby Johnny's got lady parts. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Little Johnny's got them lady parts But we're dancing cause Cleveland Ross
you. Thank you. I told you we were going to have fun tonight. <clears throat> you know, I, just, just out of curiosity, are there any grown men here tonight? I mean grown men, real men. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I know there's grown men here. Oh, no, 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 no. But are there any grown men who are John Cena fans? Wow. No one. Oh, wait, we got one. Okay, I see one. He's clapping. Rise above the hate. I'm sure there's a couple. Oh, there's one over there. Oh, there's another, another one. Okay. Okay, I, I, listen. I, I'm not going to mess with you. It, it's, it's, it's hard enough being you, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with you. I, actually, actually, uh, let The Rock ask the people, should I mess with these guys? Okay. Well, this song is especially for you and you and all the grown men who are John Cena fans out there. It goes like this. <clears throat> Doesn't really matter how hard you try. Never in your life will you ever taste pie. <laughs> no, you love Chewbacca and Frodo too. But you're a walking virgin and you're 42 and less Bob. Everybody less rock You dress like Kirk and Spock But we're dancing cause Cleveland rock That's for you the ladies in the house tonight see see you know the rock and the ladies we got a very special connection I love women I love the ladies I love the ladies but <laughs> but um there's a very very special lady that I want to sing a very special song to and she's at home right now she's watching very 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 special very special woman and and this song uh, this special song is for you, baby. The Rock will see you tonight. Rock's getting some wine and a dozen roses. She's going to meet my holy Moses. Getting with the Rock is the bomb. You don't believe me, Asina's mom. Let's rock. Everybody, let's rock. Cena's mom can barely walk, <laughs> but we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks. I said one more time, Cena's mom can barely walk, and we're dancing cause Cleveland rocks. <laughs> oh. Oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But there's only one way to end this night. There's only one way to end the rock concert.
There's only one song, and this song, this song is for the people. This song, this, this song is for Team Bring It. This song is for the people. This song, this song is for the millions of the Rocks fans who stand side by side and support the jabroni beating, pie eating, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, the rock came back to scratch a major rich, gonna make Cena his kung pao bitch. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland, we broke a record tonight. This is how we end it. This, team bring it, is your anthem. But the rock ain't singing along, no, 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 no. 18,000 strong, we're all singing this song. We're all singing this song, and it goes like this. Make a big noise, rain, wiggle, grab, look at missing balls every single day. So lift off your face, big disgrace, kicking your ass all over. Taking over this place. <laughs>